Okay. Hi, my name is Shane Brody. I'm traveling around the country talking to fellow trans people. Uh, currently, I'm just outside of Oklahoma City, uh, Oklahoma, and we are in the small town of Yukon. Yes. Right by a, a little lake. Is this a man-made lake, by the way, or is this a yeah? It, it man-made. Kind of, it looks like a man-made lake because it's pretty arid around here. Most yeah. of the, most of the lakes in Oklahoma yeah. are man-made. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, this project is about like talking about identity as well as politics, religion, uh, the places where people live, uh, how they are within their communities. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to my guests here, and they're going to introduce themselves. Yeah. Hi, my name is Gloria. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm Jeff. Okay. This is my wife. All right. Um, how, what are your own personal identities? Like, I'm a trans man, for instance. I'm trans man. Mm-hmm. I do not like to label myself. Okay. I think I struggle a lot with self-identity okay. um, since my husband's transition. Oh, yeah. That's very common, actually. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, how might you have uh, identified yourself prior to that transition? Um, I identified as a lesbian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now that's um, up a little up in the air or amorphous? Yes. Okay. Yes, now, it like, is. Are you... Um, Married, or are you in a partnership that is a different kind of partnership? We are married. Okay, married. Okay. Very monogamous. Okay, all right. And uh, did you get married under gay marriage or just regular marriage? We got married under gay marriage. Okay, great, great. We actually had a domestic partnership in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Prior to the legalization of gay marriage. Oh, okay. I heard that was kind of a, a LGBT queer resort. It is. Yeah. It's beautiful in yeah. Eureka Springs. Okay. We absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're, we have two dogs that we're wrangling here and uh, a, a son. A <laughs> 21-year-old. Yes, a 21-year-old who has to get up very early in the morning. Um Anyway, so we, we started talking about Eureka Springs. I've actually been to that area in northwest Arkansas, and yeah, it's really beautiful. There's, I saw really beautiful butterflies there. It seems really like a kind of a wild place, and it's um, also kind of a magnet um, resort area for, for gay people in the south. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very famous for the LGBTQ community. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly. I mean, in Arkansas, you in rural Arkansas, yeah, that's very different to Oklahoma, though. It's ve- it's not that far away. I mean, it's just the next state, but Oklahoma feels very different than than Northwest Arkansas. It does. It's very eclectic. Arkansas is very eclectic compared mm-hmm. to Oklahoma. Oklahoma is very, um, it's not as modernized as Arkansas, in my opinion. Mm, yeah. There's, um, what what would you say is kind of the industry here? I know there's oil and gas, right? Definitely, yeah. um, but I think for me personally, uh, I believe Oklahoma is so such a Republican state, mm. so we tend to, our state tends to lean towards, it's so 
there seems to be a church on every corner. Oh, really? And so I feel like um, everywhere you look and everywhere you go, uh, there's something related to the church. Mm. You know, I haven't really noticed that, but I've only been here for a little over a day. Um, I know that about Boston, actually. Literally, you go on pretty much every block and there's, you know, several churches. I haven't noticed that much here, but I did notice that there were kind of big churches, like auditorium style, what some people call mega churches. There was that kind of feel. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Less of the, like, gothic cathedral kind of look to things. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of the life churches. Oh, really? And churches of that kind of vein. Mm-hmm. We have some of the larger Catholic churches. We have some huge uh, Baptist churches and um, Lutheran churches. Okay. We've got a lot of small shoot-offs that are um, like separate it, entities. Like independent. Like independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not non-denominational. Yeah. Kind. Kind Their buildings like, aren't quite as big. Yeah, kind of like... Um, a strip mall, like maybe a, a, a shop front kind mm-hmm. of thing. I actually really appreciate those churches. I've never really been to them, but California has quite a few of those. Like in San Francisco, yeah, you go by and it's like, oh, that used to be a shop, but now it's like a church. And it looks like a rocking good time, actually. Like people are loudly singing and it's kind of spilling out onto the street. Uh, I don't know if that's like that here. Here it seems a little bit more sedate. Probably, it is yeah. definitely more yeah. sedate. Yeah. Yes, I did notice uh, coming through here that um, the just I've just been here a day, but the gas prices are really cheap. Uh, food prices are generally a lot cheaper. Um, I guess the cost of living here is just uh, a lot less than the, the rest of the country. I've been traveling a lot, and I got to say, this is the ch- cheapest I've seen gas. Yeah. Well, I was looking in a survey recently online, yeah. and um, we are ranked number three in the cost of living in the United States. Three? As number in th- toward the th- top? Third lowest. Oh, third, okay. I'm sorry. The third lowest. <laughs> I was like, no way. No way. Third okay. lowest in that the United sense. States that makes for the sense. cost of living. What were the ones that are lower than that? Like um, maybe Mississippi? I, I believe Mississippi yeah. was number two. Yeah. And... Alabama, Alabama. I yeah, I was going to guess that. I was going to guess that. Mississippi and Alabama are really um, very rural. Yes. Very rural. Very lush, too. Amazingly lush. Very green, if you've never driven through there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I ha- I didn't get any uh, participants from those two states. I did really? drive through there. Yeah. I might not have advertised them well enough. I hope to get some at some point. So if you're from Mississippi or Alabama, I'd love to talk to you. Our um, friends from our um, Eureka Springs wedding, mm-hmm. our best man and our best woman, mm-hmm. were um, from Alabama. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of the people I did interview was from Mississippi, but she lives in Northwest Arkansas now. Oh. And that is actually what attracted to her, uh, her to Northwest Arkansas was that it was more cosmopolitan, right? She, she loves it there. Uh, and why do you guys live here? Are you from here? So I was born and raised in Edmond, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, oh, that's pretty close. Yes, that's just it's north. about 20 minutes from Yukon. Yeah. It's amazing how big this metro area is. It is. I mean, I just was in New England and I was like, you know, looking 
to another state. It looks like it's far, but it's actually pretty short. And then here it's like, you think it's a short distance and it's like, whoa, several miles, you know, it takes like half an hour to get there. Anyway. I've been here almost my entire life. Yeah. I lived in Twin Falls, Idaho for a year. Oh, very similar in terms of climate. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been through there. It's beautiful there. Yes. Oh they, my goodness. Except they have some um, hot springs that are yeah. nearby there. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I lived in Dallas, Texas for a year. Okay. Um, right after high school. Okay. So, the big city. Yes. Yeah. That is a big, hectic city. But otherwise, I've been here my entire life. Yeah. How did you handle going to Dallas? Though? I loved it. Oh, you loved it. Okay. I loved it. Okay. I was with my best friend um, okay. from high school. You did just a bunch of city stuff. You went wild. And... Well, didn't go wild at all. Okay. All right. <laughs> I managed, he managed an art gallery and I managed oh. the apartments in the art gallery. Nice. So we just. Apartments in an art gallery. Yeah. Is, was that for like a art residency or something? Um, no, it, not really. It okay. was just, uh, some of them were uh, art residency mm-hmm, uh, clientele. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But most of them were just simple, you know, college students or. Okay. Just people moving into Dallas. Yeah. They were just little studio apartments. Yeah. And there was 18 of them, so. Okay. That was well, nice. That's interesting. I've never heard of an art gallery with with its own, like, apartment complex. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. I would love to, to have something like that, actually. Like, a, I do pottery and sculpture. So to have, like, a studio and then attached housing i mean that would be and that's they like had a dream. one of those there oh really they had a uh, oh like a pottery studio inside the art gallery wow that's that's like a dream or something if i got if i got my you know billion dollar lottery ticket you know maybe i'll do that <laughs> um, anyway so did you grow up here or in i did i was born in shawnee, shawnee which is about that's east right and that is yeah. east yeah and i lived there just the first year of my life. Okay. Um, then my family moved to Oklahoma City w- with my dad's work. Um, we lived around the Oklahoma City area, but mm. with his job, every time he got a promotion or transfer, we managed to get moved to another area. Okay. I was never in a school more than one year, maybe two at the most. Okay. But, but still in Oklahoma? In, in Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. absolutely. In Oklahoma. Mm. Um, I graduated... In from Collinsville, and then moved to uh, Fort Lee, Virginia. Mm. And that's a big move. It was a big goodness. Move. Yes. So you know about humidity then <laughs> from Absol- having been there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very dry here. It's very yes, dry. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I I lived in um, California as well. Oh, really? Missouri, Kansas. Okay. Um. Alaska, Fairbanks, oh, yeah. Alaska. Yes. Yeah, that's where I, lived I was there just for about living. nine months. Yeah, I was living in Esther, mm. which is just outside of Fairbanks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved it there. Yeah. Um, and then were you back in the Oklahoma? military or something? No, or? no. Okay. Yeah, that's what people always ask me. Like, were your family in the military? No. Right. And so, I would be somewhere for a little while till I got bored. Okay. And then pack up and move again. Another part of it though is that growing up, I didn't know my grandparents very well. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. And so I always um, made it inside of me. I, I thought in myself that when I had children, mm. that I would make sure that they were always near their grandparents. They oh, okay. would know their grandparents. Oh, okay, that's great. And my parents were very good at helping mm. me raise my kids. Um, oh, I, I was a single parent. 
All right. Had two girls. Okay. And so... So I, you had the extended family helping out. That's oh, wonderful. absolutely. That's wonderful. Absolutely. My, yeah. my sister and my brother... Uh, yeah, my family, mm. everybody was involved in mm. racing. And my everybody kids. is kind of in this area here? Well, my mom has passed. My dad still lives in Shawnee. So, since you have a lot of experience with Oklahoma, um, I'm imagining that you've probably seen a lot of changes. Um, I've been looking on Google Maps at different places. Like uh, today, I went to Costco earlier today, you know, <laughs> just because I like to check out how Costco's are different and, you know, get some food, whatever. And, um, and I noticed that it wasn't on Google Maps. Like the pin was there, but mm. the actual like buildings. So I'm imagining that there's a lot of building that's going on here, especially if you can, you know, support a couple Costco's here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, constantly new buildings are going up. Yeah. Housing, housing is springing really? everywhere. Okay. Um, I did notice that there. I, I did a few deliveries and kind of out in what maybe you might call the boonies or something, suddenly there would be like a kind of a well-to-do housing complex that had like gates on it and stuff, you know, and like a guard and, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big houses too, big, very big. Sounds like Edmund. Yeah, it was in Edmund, (laughs) actually. Yeah, yeah, but it was kind of like far out, far removed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, how would you describe like the different parts of Oklahoma since I, I you have such a deep history here you've lived in a lot of places like there's Tulsa you know and then um, what are the other regions of of Oklahoma because I don't think a lot of people know about know a lot about Oklahoma if they haven't been here okay so there's Tulsa Norman Stillwater mm-hmm. Oklahoma City mm-hmm. um there's some of the more known uh, areas mm-hmm. there the smaller towns just really aren't known um, yeah Oklahoma is really kind of a laid back it really is area mm-hmm. people are just here to live their life yeah and move on um, so a lot of people you know love living in what well, a lot of people would consider the sticks um, but there are people who do gather towards the more cosmopolitan areas. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't very many cosmopolitan areas. Most are just small towns mm-hmm. or small cities. Yeah. There are there are still some reservations here. Oh, yeah. Lots uh, of them. Lots of yes. them, yes. Um, and there's a really high population yeah. in, yeah. the po- in, in the uh, reservations as well. Uh, I also noticed that there was a big military base here, or at least one, at least one. Well, we have, in uh, Midwest City, we have Tinker Air Force Base. Okay, yeah. In Lawton, we have Fort Sill. Uh In Enid, we have Vance Air Force Base. Okay, okay. So So. does that um, sort of flavor the culture of this place as well, like it's a heavy military uh, presence, do you think? Um, I don't... To me, it doesn't. Mm. Uh, now, if you live around those areas, it does. Yeah. Lawton, especially. Okay. Lawton is a heavy military yeah, area. Yeah. I would say Fairbanks was, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Right, There's right. They had the Isleson, Air Force Base. Richardson. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. quite, yeah. 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 So, uh, in town, you would often see people in their uniforms, like 
just going to McDonald's or whatever, you know. Um, and I think a lot of infrastructure of the place was actually built for the military, you know, to make it easier for them. Um, yeah, so uh, kind of, I, I guess I'm wondering what you what do you do? What do you do uh, if for, you know, work and that sort of thing? What kind of industries, industries are you guys in? Well, currently, <clears throat> so currently um, we are in school uh, at American Truck Training. Oh, you both are. We are. Oh. <laughs> we are. Uh, are you going to do tandem driving? Team driving. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's a big deal. Lots of people are trucks. Doing that. <laughs> yeah. So good luck with that. We are so excited. We are in our fourth week. Okay. It is. Have you done any backing up yet? Not yet. Ooh, so that's that the is hard next part. Week. That's the hard part. <laughs> that's what people say, but yeah. I am so. We are in our stressful week for us. Okay. Because we are doing what's called in cab training. <laughs> Right, and you have an instructor there who's we like, have an instructor, yeah. an mm-hmm. amazing instructor, mm-hmm. um, and we're learning about air brakes and how, oh, doing yes. these air brake tests. Right, right, and it's it is very stressful because it's memorization. That's mm. all it is is memorization <clears> at this point. Well, at some point you'll develop muscle memory. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, if you, you just have to do it over and over and over again. Right. Well, I'm struggling with the um, gear shift. I've never okay. driven a manual a day in my mm. life. And they took us out on the road the other day to drive this truck. Yeah. And my husband here did an amazing job. Great. And here I am, I'm like, I don't get this pattern. I'm like not grasping this pattern at all. Okay. And I'm like... So you need to do some homework. (laughs) They told me, watch YouTube videos. I tell you what, the other day, today in fact, I was sitting there. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was sitting there watching these YouTube videos and I was like, I do not get this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those YouTube videos are pretty good, though. That's I mean, they, they, they take told you through me. it, yeah. And last this morning, I was sitting there watching YouTube videos, and I was like, "Why can I not get this? It's not. It's just. It just wasn't there for me." Yeah, yeah. And but that's because you're more of a hands-on. I am. Yeah. I have to do. I can't just watch and see. I, I have to do. Um, so uh, that's great. That's a really that's a growing field. It is right. So and then you guys can stay together. Yeah. And work, and even maybe take your dog with you. Yes. Yes. There are some companies that are really good about that because they really need drivers, so mm-hmm. they let you take your pet with you. We even already have two job offers, and we haven't even graduated. Right. right. That's and how it is. Mm-hmm. Some of the companies even have rider policies where right. you can have like a rider who is at least over 10 years of age sure. ride along with okay. you. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, I think there's like a deposit you have to put down for that person to okay. ride with you for insurance purposes. Sure, sure. But, you know, different different companies have different policies, right, of course. Right, right. That's cool. Are you thinking about um, moving up with different kinds of uh, certifications or whatever? So we, <clears throat> we've lightly discussed the situation. Yeah. Um, I would like, like, the hazmat and the tanker certification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he, however, is not so keen on the hazmat certif- okay. tanker certification, right? Well, Actually, I wanted to do the hazmat. Okay. <laughs> you said no. All right, controversy. I'm, controversy on my You wanted to do tanker. Here. I did not want to do okay. tanker. See? Work so, it out. Work see, it out. No, we are. We <laughs> are. Work it out. We are. 
<laughs> we get we've been we've been together for almost 20 years okay and we very 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 seldomly argue <laughs> it's he's my best friend in the entire oh, world oh that's sweet um it, yeah it's mo- more generally just playful oh, you know yeah. just like that that I was can, that was more playful than argument i can tell i can tell i was just making fun of you guys <laughs> um, well people do that a lot yeah <laughs> Well, you guys are very sweet, so it's very easy to kind of like poke at you a little bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, you know, there's a. He graduated the year I was born. Graduated high school the year I was born. Okay, nice. and people tease us, nice. tease me that um, I I've been teased multiple times that I they're like, hey, are you his mom? Oh and no! And I'm like, yeah. do I look like his mom? <laughs> right. Well, there's something that I've noticed with trans people. We often don't look our age or something. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's some sort of rejuvenation from the hormones or maybe it's just like a joy that exudes from us or something. I don't know what it is. Absolutely. I was going to say that myself. The rejuvenation of feeling better about being our authentic selves and accepting our authentic selves. For years... For years, I avoided mirrors. I could mm. never look at myself in a mirror. I hear you. And since I started passing more often, sure. being observed as being a cis man yeah. and not a trans man or, yeah. or, or cross-dresser or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I feel better about myself. Yeah. I can, I'm finally the man... I always wanted to be. Yeah. When when did you start, by the way? I didn't start until 2016. Okay, so that wasn't that long ago. No. And then just, uh, you know, I know it's a delicate question, but how old were you when you started? Well, I was born in 61. You do the math. Okay. Okay, so, <laughs> so you're about 10 years older than me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're well into adulthood when you started. Absolutely. See, I love that, though, because Mm -hmm. um, right now, you know, or the last few years, it's been a lot easier for, let's say, younger people to start, which is a beautiful thing, right? Right. Because, you know, people feel safe enough. There's enough health care out there. There's enough good therapists that people don't have to wait till later in life, and they feel safer and they come out earlier. But it's also great when people who are older you know, also feel safe enough to come, to finally come out, you well, know? Actually, along the time that I was about 23, yeah, I started talking to a therapist about okay. not feeling... Sure. Sure, uh, sure. Not, not feeling like my body. Sure. And I didn't have a word for it. I was, I was a lesbian at the time. Right, and that would be, what, the early 80s? Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, middle middle ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and were you in the lesbian community then? Okay. I was in the lesbian community. And what I remember, so I came out mm-hmm. as a lesbian in the late eighties, mm-hmm. and I came out into communities that were very lesbian separatist. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So, can you talk about that? Can Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Like what that's about? Sure. Yeah. I I lived in Springfield, <clears throat> Missouri at the time. Okay. And um, they. I mean, Springfield, Missouri at that time did not have a very large lesbian community mm-hmm. that was out and about. Sure. And they were very cliquish. Mm. And if you weren't a part of the was clique... Was there a bar there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. There were two... Two lesbian uh, bars? Gay bars. Oh, gay bars. Okay. Gay bars. Okay. Um, 
the one that I went to most often was actually open to both okay. gay men as well as lesbians. Because yeah. I don't, I don't think people understand this. Because now we have LGBT bars where everybody goes to, but it used to be extremely separate. Very much. Very separate. The most popular bar, however, mm. was strictly a lesbian okay. bar. Okay, great, yeah. Um, That's cool that you even had one. Oh, I mean, yeah. A lot of cities didn't even have like a lesbian bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But the uh, lesbians <laughs> didn't want the gay men sitting at their table. Sure. Gay men didn't want lesbians and even right. in their, you know, right, right. near them. Right. So how did the separatism come in there? Did you, uh, did you experience some of that? Like... Um, where women were talking about that? They were like, you know, um, if if a guy would come up to the table mm-hmm. and ask if he could sit, they're like, you know, you really don't belong here. Okay. Mm. You know, so... Um, and were these straight men or, or... Straight men or gay, gay men. Okay, or gay men. Or gay mm. men. Yeah, because even back in those times, the the gay community was very separatist. Oh, yes. The yeah. gay men had their areas, the lesbians had their areas. Yeah. Like I said, I started talking to a therapist, and I was raising my kids by myself. hmm And people were getting in my head about, you know, what it would do to my kids. And oh. Suddenly having... Who, who was saying that to you? Um, lesbian friends. Okay. Lesbian friends. And some of my male friends. Okay. My gay male friends. And you knew that this was an option. Uh, how did you know that? Well, because I mean, there wasn't there wasn't the internet wasn't right. around. There I were think, very few. There were a few FDM groups around the country, like in San Francisco, and I believe there was something going on in New York, but it wasn't well communicated. It was like newsletters, like actual paper newsletters that people would send out. Right. Yeah. In my earliest memory, yeah, is Dr. Renee Richards. Oh, so she was a. Um, uh, tennis player. Right. 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 She was big in the news. Yeah. yeah. And then when I got into the LGBT community, um, so back L- then it, was, it was only considered LGBT at the that It was time. really only lesbians and gays. They uh, didn't really consider bisexuals. That's bisexuals were more, uh, were really rele- relegated to, oh, you're just kind of straight. You're mm. not quite out yet. You haven't you know made I mean? up your mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't uh, respected as right. its own identity. Right. Yeah. Sadly, and if I may. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of the LGBTQ community still has problems with that. Oh yeah, definitely. Today, they still struggle with accepting the bisexual community. Mm-hmm. Um even, I absolutely agree with that. Agree with that. Yeah. Uh, they still say, "Oh, you they're just not sure yet." Yeah. Yeah. And just I think people sad. also say that about non-binary people. Absolutely. Right? Um so we I mean, I don't know about you, but I've always known people who are kind of in between, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yep. Or or both, you yes. know, depending on the day or, right. or whatever's going on. And I always, you know, there's always uptight people. Right, who want to control others, who want to say, "Oh, you're not real, you're fake, or whatever," and those people are usually like ninety nine point nine nine percent always, always, always wrong, you know, and they always look bad. So, I wish you all would just give it up, you know, just 
learn from history how we've done this to people before and just stop doing it. Maybe you know? become more sure of yourself and not yeah. have to take aim at someone that you feel That's right. is lesser. That's right. right. Stop with the finger pointing out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then I, I started going to drag shows. Okay. Yeah. At the mixed bar though. Okay. Did you like dress up? I didn't. Oh, no. I just no. went to watch. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. Well, you never know. Right, I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, no, I was too, I was too new into all Okay. That. So I started going into there and then started doing some research mm-hmm. about drag queens and then that led to cross-dressers. Okay. Which mm-hmm. is what the transgenders okay. community were considered at the time. Yeah. When I when I was also doing some research when I was a teenager, and most most of the things I could find were really negative, though. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it they were described as being um, fetishes or mm-hmm. mental illnesses. I mean, that was kind of the only resources I could get, and I had to kind of read through the lines mm-hmm. do i actually fit in this you right. know because it was pathologized right I, I i i don't ever remember seeing anything that was positive in fact right so how did that affect you i mean it was very difficult it was yeah. very difficult um fortunately my therapist at the time was very well educated oh good and he was able to give me more positive yeah. ideas. Mm. I mean, growing up, I always felt like a boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I always felt like a boy. And I climbed trees mm-hmm. as high as I could. I shot guns. Mm. I shot arrows. I played ball. I swam. Sure. I ran. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. All the stuff that boys were allowed to yeah. do. I played I pl- football. I played I, baseball. I played football, too, on ice. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! <laughs> up in You're Alaska. braver than me. Up in Alaska, yeah. I was really <laughs> okay. tiny too, and I would get squished all the time. Oh my! Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm talking to this therapist, and I'm like, you know, I'm going. I, I, I'm a lesbian. I'm going to these bars. I'm watching these drag queens, these men dressing up in dresses, and we had one drag king as well. Oh, good. And she. Dre- dressed up as yeah. a male, uh-huh. you know, and I'm like, okay, like kind of Victor Victoria kind of thing, like with no, just, suits and what? Well, yeah, she wore some yeah. suits. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she just wore jeans <clears throat> and t-shirts. Okay, um, but it got me to thinking, and so I'm talking to this therapist, and I'm telling him, you know, I've always felt like a boy, but everybody tells me I can't be a boy. I have to be a girl, and um, then of course the monthly, deadly monthly thing. Mm. When I was a kid growing up, was very traumatic. Sure. And my mother was like, well, now that you've got that, you can't do this anymore. Oh, wow. You have to wear a bra. You have to wear a mm. You have to wear dresses. So your mother knew. Oh, yeah. But then when you had your menses, when mm-hmm. that started, mm-hmm. uh, then that was the end of that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And were you were you like punished or something or I wasn't really punished. I was a very obedient child. Okay. So you just went along with the program with dresses and yep. okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. When yep. it was when it was absolutely required, yeah. The dresses won. Um and then going back to my story, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm telling the 
therapist this, and he's like, well, you know, what do you want to be? And so I'm like, well, I really want to be a guy. And he's like, well, why don't you? Hmm. And he's like, well, there's a lot that goes to it. And actually, my insurance at the time hmm. would have covered really parts of it. Really? Not 100%, okay. but, you know, with help. Okay. No. And then, of course, I went home, and I'm talking to my family, and they're like, yeah, well, what are you going to do about your kids? Mm. I said, I'm going to raise my kids. Mm. They said, really? You're going to drag them into that life? Mm. And I thought, oh, maybe I better not do this. Mm. So I put it back in, wrapped it back up, swallowed it. And as I got older, when I moved back to Oklahoma, you know, even before Oklahoma, St. Louis, um, I had a lesbian girlfriend at the okay. time, and I asked her what she thought about transgender people. Mm. And she's like, well, I really don't know mm -hmm. many. Yeah. Oh, I really don't know any. She didn't know any. Yeah. When was this? In <clears throat> 87. Okay. Anyhow, we're talking, and I'm like, well, how would you feel if I was a guy? How would you feel about me if I was yeah, a guy? Right. Because she's like, oh, I love you, and you're... And yeah. she's a lesbian? She's a okay. lesbian, mm -hmm. yeah. So she's like, oh, I love you. And I said, yeah, but how would you feel if I was a guy? Mm. And she's like... Oh, she kind of cringed at that. She cringed, and I thought, mm, probably might as well drop this one, too. Okay. So um, I moved on, had several other relationships. By the time I got to Oklahoma... Um, and started coming to the Oklahoma City Clubs. I lived in Shawnee at the time. Um, I came to the Oklahoma City Clubs. Did you uh, connect up with any other <clears throat> trans people during that time? Specifically, I'm, talk I'm talking about in the 90s. Because that's when kind of there was more community around it and more awareness. Yeah, I was still part of the lesbian community. Okay, okay. So transgender people weren't allowed. Do you? Yeah, they weren't allowed. That's right. So there would be um, <clears throat> some places like lesbian centers, like before they had LGBT centers, there were actual like lesbian centers in some um, uh, towns, and they actually barred trans women from uh, volunteering because trans women, you know, they want to build community, and so they thought, well, the best way to do that is to serve my own community and to volunteer for these spaces and that sort of thing, and someone would. Uh, some cisgendered women took that as an invasion, right? Not just another woman coming to volunteer, but in a, as an invasion. So strange. Kind of a threat. Yeah. When yeah. you look back on that, it's really it's really quite awful. Right. Yeah. Um, at that time, I don't recall there being any type of yeah. community centers yeah, probably, in probably not St. Louis. Probably um, not oh, by the time I get here to... Oh, no. Oh, Where yeah. I was in Shawnee, absolutely not. Yeah. Okay, so Absolutely. St. Louis didn't have one. Okay, uh, not in St. There, Louis. There were some on the West Coast. That's where oh, were it they? was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think in the Midwest yeah. there were any at that point. Yeah. At that time, too, the <clears throat> the LGBT community with those letters was kind of coalescing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and that comes out of the AIDS era as right. well because right. we had to um, come together and help each other. 
Absolutely. Because right? uh, the government wasn't helping us Mm-mm. at all. In fact, right. they were doing some bad things. Yes. Uh, you know, there was some passage of some anti-gay legislation in the 90s. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Never ending. Yeah. And <clears throat> the LGs didn't want to add the B and the T, especially right? the T. Especially the T. And yeah. now where we're at now, they want to take the T off, right? After... 25 years. Yeah, there's all these uh, groups now that uh, want to separate trans people from the greater community. Hmm. Yeah. I hadn't heard that. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. I'm, yes. I'm kind of, now that we're here, Gloria and I have been together 20 years. We met in church and we're okay. still very active. Yeah, let's we're talk. still active members in our let's church. Let's talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Gloria. Um, is more active in the church than I am. You want to tell them about some of your work in the church? Well, I want to continue a little bit about your journey as into transitioning um, because, to be honest, I was a little hesitant at first. And you guys have been together for 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Um, so around 2000-something? Uh, 2004. 2004, okay. Um Actually, it was closer to 2005. Um, he, when he started his, okay, so he came to me in approximately 2000, I don't know, I want to say 12 maybe, and asked me how I would feel. He told me, he said, you know, I think I might be transgender. How do mm-hmm. you feel about this? Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know that I can handle that. Mm. At that time, we had a very, we have at that time, we had a very close friend who is still one of our friends, um, that was transgender. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. very big activist in the right. a huge activist in the um, Oklahoma great. transgender. Is she still active here? Doing yes. very great, great, very great. Um, and her partner mm-hmm. was a lesbian, and. They got together and became a couple. Okay. Um, her her partner was very accepting of her. Mm. And they just yeah became like it was from day one natural. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that. Yeah. that so they became sort of um, an example that other people could follow of like tolerance and love and Absolutely. You know, what's possible for people. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But when Jeff came to me at first in about, like I said, it was approximately somewhere between 2010, 2012, and said that he might be transgender, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I can handle this. And yeah. so he kind of put his... What, but what were, you, what, were you fear, uh, what were you afraid of, if you want to say? Because um, you, you can't handle it is kind of, that's some dramatic It was language. the physical part of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't sure that I could handle that part. Okay. Were you worried about... Um, <clears throat> losing community or something like that because you had a lesbian identity? Yes. Okay. It was more not necessarily losing community. It was losing my own identity. Okay. Hmm. Um, because I struggle with my own identity. Okay. And I had struggled so long. I had originally come out, when I came out back in uh, 94, okay. I had come out as bisexual. Okay. Um, and I had struggled with that identity because my first relationship with was with a woman yeah I, I spent four years with the same woman mm-hmm. and so um that identity 
I, I didn't know if I was a lesbian or if I was bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so identity is very difficult for me. Yeah. And so him transitioning, I felt like would affect my identity. Okay. So you still wanted to hold on to a lesbian identity. I did. Why wasn't um, being bisexual an option? Um, because I fought so hard for my lesbian identity. Okay. Um, I think it was because I had fought so hard and lost so much over my lesbian identity. What did you lose along the way in your fight for a lesbian identity? My kids. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I lost my kids, um... In 2005, I lost my kids mm. to DHS. I mean, oh, Zachary God, really? aged out of the DHS system at Oh, 18. my God. And I still have... So they s- took your kids away because you're mm-hmm. a lesbian. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, that was a lot... That had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I still haven't seen my youngest. Oh. He's 20. I haven't seen him since he was 10. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, actually, since he was eight, I guess mm. eight. Mm-hmm. Since he was eight, um, mm. and so I've I've lost a lot. Yeah, over that identity. Yeah, right. And I felt like, and it's a common story too. It is. It is. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of these stories. Yeah. yeah, people wonder why LGBT people have to be such um, vigorous activists and so loud and out there. It's because this kind of crap happens all the time right absolutely yeah and so when Jeff came to me then I was like I don't think I can do this Mm. and so he kind of put it back in the box and he said okay okay then I'm not gonna do this Mm. and that was back in I want to say was it 2006 Mm. eight no eight eight okay so we met in 2006 at a church um No, because we're coming up on Cathedral 20 years. Cathedral of Hope, yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead. not for two more years. So we met at Cathedral of Hope. Okay. Um, which was our my church. Okay. And she came with a friend, a mutual friend. What kind friend. of what kind of church is this, by the way? UCC. Okay, UCC. I love UCC. We do too. I love them. Yes. Yeah. At the time, they were actually non-denominational, and during the process of our relationship, they became members of the UCC. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, nice. Anyhow, so, funny story, talking about lesbian... Um, separatism. Separatism? Yeah. So, a group of us from the church had gone to dinner, mm. and we're all sitting and talking and having dinner, and... Gloria's talking about her past and her husbands and children and girlfriends. And a friend of mine and I were sitting at the end of this and we're like, we are not going near that. Not going near what? That. (laughs) We will not be stomping grounds for wannabe bisexual lesbians. Okay. I did not realize how ugly that sounded mm. until we started getting involved. Okay. And I told her about that 
story. So you had your own prejudice I about did. bisexuals. I did. Even yeah. though, even though, yeah, one of my children is bisexual. Right. And and you have a male identity. And I have a male that's, identity. See, that's how deep that shit is. That right? is. That's, and that's, that's, that's that upbringing. Mm, that's yeah. that damage. That's yeah. that damage. I mean, mm. I was raised in a home where... Um, the whites didn't mix with the blacks, didn't mm. mix with the Indians. Right. You know, so I'm learning to fight all that. And also your community, the lesbian community, mm-hmm. reinforces this thing where, you know, men are bad, women mm-hmm. are good. Like, mm-hmm. no gray area there. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, so, and just listening to her stories, she sounded like a mess. Mm. Quite honestly. He said he wasn't going to touch me with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> okay. I did not say All right. That. So anyhow. You're very forgiving, I got to say. <laughs> we both are very okay. forgiving. We are. Yeah. It, 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 is, um, it has been a very strong part of our learning each other right. and growing. Well, that's what a marriage is. Right? Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't I, it doesn't stay magical forever. You got to work doesn't. on it. Right. Yeah. Right. And I could not have picked uh, a better partner for life. Awesome. Maybe she picked me. For I think life. she picked, I stopped him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. She did. Now now we get the truth. <laughs> I did. Okay. Yeah. But he he put that desire for himself to transition in a box and put it away Mm. for me for several years for several years and then one day those friends we were telling you about Mm. the um our transgender female friend and her wife um one day the wife who happens to be a very dear friend of mine okay came to me and said hey i'm starting this trans spouse group Oh, um, <laughs> oh, she got you. She did. She, she said, gotcha. I'm starting this trans spouse group. Um, I thought you might want to join. Uh-huh, yeah. And I'm like, why would I want to join a trans right. spouse she group? She comes back to me and set, tells me about this friend's uh, um, in, invitation to right. the, the group. Right. Oh, and just I'm, an innocent suggestion there. Right, right. <laughs> but, like, the next day... Yeah. My transgender friend, our yeah. transgender friend, yeah. came to me and said, I'm starting up a transgender uh, yeah. support group. Right, a peer support group. Right? A peer support yeah. group, yes. Yeah. I'm um, so glad that they were looking out for you. That's wonderful. That's a good kind of activism. They knew us. It is. They, yeah. they had known us for years. Yeah, yeah we'd known them. He'd known them <clears throat> since before we had met. Yeah. Right. That's and really beautiful. I love that. My trans, the trans, my transgender female friend, mm-hmm. Um, and I had had several conversations about this. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, um, before I came to Gloria and discussed this situation, one day I was at my folks' house, and my sister comes to me, or she's sitting on the couch, and I walk into the front room, and we're talking, and she says, did mom and dad ever tell you how you came out? I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, I was—I wasn't born Caesarian. I was a natural birth. Mm. No, she said, "How you really came out?" Okay, and I'm like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, and she says, "Well, <clears throat> I overheard a conversation mm. between mom and dad, and they were discussing about whether they had made a mistake with the decision they made." Okay, I'm like, "What in the? You were born with both parts." 
Oh my. Wow. And so I'm like So you're intersex. Intersex. Yeah. Yes. That's the term. That's mm-hmm. yes, that is the term. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um my my sister didn't use that term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my sister so there's some other terms for that. Yes, there yeah. are. Yes, there people are. don't use those anymore. No, yeah. no. So <clears throat> I carry on, and then I met up with my transgender female friend, mm. and I said, "I gotta talk to you." I said, "I'm in a quandary, and I don't know what's going on." Mm. And so I explained to her the conversation, mm. and she's like, "She said, well." She said, you had regular menses, right? Yes. You had regular breasts, right? I said, no problems, you know. She said, you had two children regularly, mm-hmm. the regular way. Mm-hmm. Um, both of mine were cesarean section, but yeah, they, the regular way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. And she said, you nursed, right? I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. She said, well, it's highly unlikely that you were intersex mm-hmm. because a lot of those things wouldn't have worked mm-hmm. um, well, without think, the proper medication. I think there's a lot of different kinds of intersex conditions, though. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I found that out later. Yeah, yeah. I found that out later. Yeah. Um, through conversations with other people, the same conversation with yes. other people. Yeah. It's um, hard because there's a lot of silence around it. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, somebody who doesn't find out well into adulthood right. that this is a possibility that, you know, there was some medical intervention mm-hmm. when you were little, um, it's often <clears throat> hidden in the records. Those right. records are often closed. Doctors make their own decisions mm-hmm. about it. Well, the hospital you know, that I was born at yeah. burnt oh, down. No. Oh, no. And so there were no records oh, to go back no. to. So oh, I go no. to my mother. Okay. My mother, who was my best friend growing up. Okay. Okay, I'm like, Mom, I got to talk to you. Yeah. And she's like, what's up? I said, how was I born? Uh-huh. She said, what do you mean? I said, how was I born? She said, you just fine. I said, okay. Did I have the anatomy of both a male and female, mm-hmm. and she said, "Oh no, you were the most feminine baby ever born. Okay. Most feminine baby I ever seen." Okay, I'm like, oh, "Okay." I said, "Well, mom, even if you had made that kind of decision for me, um, back in the '60s, your job as a parent is to protect me." Right. I said, so if you made that protection, made that decision to protect me because you didn't want people beating up on me or abusing right. me or because I was such a freak or what have you, you know, all, this, all the stuff that was said back then. Right. Um, I wouldn't hold it against you. Yeah, right. I said... It's just knowledge. Right. It's just knowledge. Right. Yeah. And so I said, um, <clears throat> you know, you and Dad... At the time, made the best may have made the best decision you possibly could have with the knowledge that you had. Yeah, right. I said, I don't have a problem with who I am, with the way I turned out. I don't have any problem with the way I turned out. Um, I'm a good person. I have a good heart. You know, right. you guys did a great job in raising me. You know, and 
I'm just fine the way I am. And she's like, good. Then we never have to discuss this again, do we? Okay. Okay, mom. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's exactly. Okay, mom. I'm done with this conversation. So a couple weeks later, I go to my grandmother. Okay. Now, my grandmother... My grandmother was the secret keeper okay. of the family. Okay. Okay. The truth teller, possibly. Absolutely. Okay. She great. was the secret keeper of the family. But if you asked her a straight question, okay. a, a, a straight out question, wonderful. She's going to give you feedback. Great. Great. So I go to Grandma. And I'm like, Grandma, mm-hmm. thank you. I say, Grandma, um, mm. I'm in a bit of a quandary. I need some more information. Did you ever hear anything about me possibly being born with both the male and female anatomy? She's like, heavens no. Mm. She said, you were the most female baby I ever saw. You were so pretty. I'm like, I've heard this song yeah, before. Yeah, this, this sounds like a line. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, <laughs> done. W- was a phone call made? <laughs> Possibly. The most, the most female baby <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and it took me a couple, probably a year later before I approached my dad. Okay. And I approached my dad and I said, okay, dad. I said, look, I've got a question. I just want an honest answer. I've asked mom, I've asked grandma. Now I'm asking you. Mm. Was I born with both the male anatomy and the female anatomy? It's like, where would you get such yeah, stuff? Sure, right, mm-hmm. right. So he, um, his, his response was some anger. Mm, oh, oh, absolute, mm, absolute okay. anger. Wow. And he's like... Just for asking a question. Yeah, just for asking a question. Mm. I mean, he yelled at me. right. Right, and, and that sounds like an unusual thing for him to do. No, yeah. <laughs> not really. Oh, not about that? Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, my dad yelled a lot. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. But when you ask him a straight-out question and ask for an honest answer, mm-hmm. and he said, I've never heard of any such thing. Oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, that's the end of this. Mm. It's so weird that people aren't giving you information. It's almost mm-hmm. like... Um, they feel like it's theirs to hold mm-hmm. on to or something. It's mm-hmm. so strange. So strange. My mother and I had another conversation, mm-hmm. a very brief conversation. I'm like, Mom, I'm really stuck on this. She said, well, where'd you hear this from? I said, okay. So my sister, mm. your daughter, mm-hmm. told me she heard this conversation. Well, you know, your sister's so crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, she's so caught up in stuff that's not good for her. Mm-hmm. You can't believe a word she says. Oh, okay. So now they're lying about your sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. This and sounds like, terrible. It, was, it, it just was, gets deeper and deeper was, and deeper. It was, it, was, it was terribly, terribly destructive. Yeah. Because yeah. what I felt for myself yeah. was going... <sighs> Right. Downhill fast. Right. And if your if your parents, if your grandma, mm-hmm. who sound, she sounds real forthright. Oh yeah. Is not giving you information. I mean that's a that's a falsehood by omission. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 